Hello guys, welcome to Should We Jam? I am your host, Florencia Duron. And today we have another story from Jean Tinder. I enjoyed her book and her wisdom so much that I requested a second story. This one is about breathing. The magic that can happen with something as simple as the deep, slow, and conscious breath. Enjoy. Breathe. Take a good, deep breath. And again. You've heard that admonition a thousand times by now. You've seen it on the printed page, lit up on the screen. You've probably chased it around the jungles of your mind more than once. But what does it really mean to you? How often do you take a good deep breath or two and then forget about it for another day? The reminder lost in the myriad other self-help things you're also supposed to be doing. Or perhaps you've learned the right way to breathe. And it's become a mental practice to be scheduled and checked off your daily to-do list. Rather than a way of life. There's nothing wrong with making time for something as precious as the conscious breath. But it offers so much more. I have heard some amazing stories about how conscious breathing can literally change reality. And I've lived a few myself. Here's one I'd like to share. Many years ago, I was living in a new area. To feed myself and my 18-month-old daughter, I had taken a job distributing phone books. It was wintertime. And one day I pulled into a snowy driveway far up in the mountains. Delivery accomplished, I put the car in reverse and backed right into the ditch. Oh, maybe it was the fresh snow obscuring the area. Maybe I just wasn't paying attention. Whatever the cause, the car was thoroughly stuck. The rear wheel deep in the ditch, the front wheel spinning in the air. I wasn't going anywhere. I left the engine running and got out to assess the situation. My baby daughter, happily babbling and squirming in her car seat, chose that exact moment to push the little door lock lever with her foot. Instantly, I was locked out. In a flash, my reality had gone from mundane to challenging and terrifying. There I was, standing in the snow without a coat, locked out of my very stuck car, my toddler securely locked inside, out in the middle of nowhere with absolutely no idea what to do. The two or three houses I could see in the distance appeared to have no one home and I hadn't seen another car on the road for miles. Perhaps I could break a window to get back in the car, but then how to find a rock under the snow to do that, with two feet of snow on the ground. 
By now my daughter was looking at me quizzically as if to say, what are you doing out there, mom? Let's go. Scenarios began racing through my mind, none of them good. What could I possibly do? Then, through my growing panic, I somehow remembered that Tobias has always told us to breathe. No matter what was happening, because it would change things. So right there, standing in the snow, trying very hard not to fall apart, I took several deep, cold, desperate breaths. If breathing could ever help anything, now was the time even though it felt utterly useless and very impractical. After about three breaths, I noticed my daughter squirming again. Moving to see more clearly, I saw her little foot stretched out as far as she could reach it, trying to pull on the tiny lock lever on the door. She was a baby, always poking, pushing, and exploring, but had no knowledge of door locks or danger. And anyway, the lever was almost beyond reach of her little shoes. Where did she get this idea? I had to appreciate her effort, but couldn't imagine she had a clue what she was doing. How do you pull a button like that anyway? With your shoe. When you're a baby. But she persisted. Having turned her attention away from me, standing outside, to focusing intently on that little lever. And suddenly, the locks clicked. She'd actually done it! Dumbfounded, I yanked the door open, grabbed the keys, and put them safely in my pocket. Amazed at how this part of the situation had suddenly solved itself, I took another deep breath and went to investigate the back wheel that had sunk into the ditch. In the snow that buried everything, there just happened to be a big rock right on the surface. Had it been left there by a snowplow, dropped from heaven? <laughs> I truly had no idea, but I accepted the gift and shoved it hard under the wheel. Whew. Getting back inside, I took another breath and put the car in gear. The tire connected with the rock, the car moved forward, the front wheel touched solid ground and I was free. Less than two minutes before, the situation had looked utterly hopeless with high probability for disaster. But everything changed when I chose to breathe. It wasn't that I was trying to breathe for a solution or mentally tell the baby what to do. Being in such a state of agitation, I had zero ideas for how to get myself out of that mess. The breathing was just a conscious choice to let go, open up, and surrender to whatever solution was already there. Since that moment, I have never ever doubted the practical, real-world application of these metaphysical teachings. Nor have I doubted that every challenge, no matter how hopeless or complex it seems to be, inherently holds the best solution within itself already. All we need to do is get out of our own way, breathe, and allow. The potency of the simple breath of trust is greater than all the force and effort in the world. It has been said that prayer changes things, 
The truth is, your conscious breath changes things.